So appropriately, I am making this podcast today in a little hotel room in Freetown, Sierra Leone, Africa. I just got back from visiting a couple different orphanages today. We're building a huge one out here in a town called Wellington, and we're helping the at-risk population out here of children that uh, are struggling, and uh, they're struggling to survive, not thrive. They're struggling to just survive, and you know, a lot of people ask me, Jeff, how did you start a charity, and why is it called All for One, and I'm going to share with you a little bit about the story today. You know, I had done really well in business. At the age of 30, I retired, or financially thought I was going to retire, and I was not fulfilled. After a few months of being in retirement, per se, I found myself empty. And I went from being a person of purpose, helping people out in their life with financial services and financial literacy and and education around that to really doing nothing, just being out there selfishly, just having fun all the time. And, And it wasn't fun after about a week or two. And so I found myself looking for that purpose again. I think a lot of people in life are looking for purpose. I think a lot of people in life want to contribute to other people. People are looking for one of two things. They're looking for fulfillment in their life and making a contribution to other people's lives. But what they don't know is those two things are very much connected. As you become a a contributor or you contribute to the bettering of someone else's life, you get a sense of fulfillment from that. So anyway, at retirement age here, when I was 30 years old, I said, what can I do to make as much of a difference in the world with my one little life? Is my one little life really significant enough to make a difference in other people's lives? I've got money, but I had like a million dollars, not a hundred million. And I thought, what can I really do? How can I make my money make the biggest difference in the world and maybe some of my time also? And then it dawned on me that the people who I can help the most and the way I could stretch my dollar the most and make the biggest impact would be go to a third world country or underdeveloped country and help the people who need it most, which essentially are the orphans. And I remember Greg Cap talking about some Bible scripture to me and he said, you know, those who are, are last on earth will be first in heaven. And I thought, well, who's last on earth more so than orphans in third world countries? So at that time, I thought, wouldn't it be great if everyone just helped out this one at-risk population? If all the people helped the one need, it would make that need go away. And so that's how the name All for One came about. And our logo has all these different color people, which represents the world helping this one massively needed uh, or in-need population orphans in these underdeveloped countries. So that's how it all got started back in really 2000 was the the brainchild where it all started. But in 2001, we actually launched and I started going to Nicaragua first and recruiting people that knew how charities worked and how to fundraise. And I had to go there and see it myself. Being somewhat of a storyteller, I thought if I went there and I laid eyes on these children, if I laid eyes on people that had no clean water and no electric or they struggled to find food, you know, I could be more passionate about telling the story. And I didn't know at this time when I went for the very first time, which was uh, Nicaragua was the first place I went. I just didn't know how it would affect me. And it literally 
changed my life. When I saw these children and I saw the struggle they were going through and I saw the degree of poverty, I get asked all the time, Jeff, isn't there enough... There, isn't there enough poor people in America? Can't you just help people out in America? Well, I don't want to be controversial, but when you go to another country and you see a different degree of poverty, it's exponentially different. The governments themselves don't have money to help these folks. So I felt like, man, I have to do something about this. And so I came home, started showing videos and photos that I took and raising money and going back. We refurbished a, a clinic in the mountains of, of Nicaragua and uh, we built a maternity ward. They had one bed that women had to share and after they gave birth and it was just dilapidated and torn up. And then we came up with some after school programs because all these kids at about fifth grade had to go out and get jobs in the coffee bean fields to provide for the families. So we started there and then we took it everywhere. Uh, we've been all over the world with it now. And um, we're building this massive three-story, 22,000 square foot children's home, essentially. Uh, the word orphan and orphanage is kind of pieced politically incorrect now. So the, we're calling them children's homes and and we call ours a child prosperity center. And it's not just an orphanage. It's, it's a children's home, a school, and a clinic, and usually some sort of, of gathering spot for, for the town also, like a little town hall sort of where people can have functions there because the children need to go to school with kids that are not orphans, and they also need to... Uh, have medical attention and good education and be integrated with the community so that when they get out uh, and grow up and transition, that they feel like they're part of the community and not ostracized or different because they're orphans. And, um, and so we've been doing this since 2001, and, and it's so fulfilling. And we've had many people contribute from all walks of life and all levels and People broke given a dollar that was in their pocket to wealthy people giving hundreds of thousands of dollars. And we're making a huge difference. We're bringing people together. And we're also, you know, helping convince young, aspiring, soon-to-be wealthy entrepreneurs to have philanthropy be part of their life, to be part of the formula, to be part of the plan. I think when you go and start to build a business or or an endeavor where you're going to end up wealthy or you're going to end up successful. If you could pre-program in the piece of it where you're going to give some of it away or where you're going to do something great with it. My philosophy on that is you'll be blessed by winning quicker, winning bigger, winning faster, winning longer because you have a noble cause besides you getting rich. On top of, I look, and by the way, I have no problem with anybody wanting to become wealthy and successful. I just believe part of your give back program ought to be part of the plan. And I think it'll help you, number one, during the tough times so you don't give up. I think you can convince yourself real easily that you don't need a new Rolex or that you don't need a $15,000 purse if you're a woman or you don't need another house, another vacation home you're not going to visit if you're wealthy, but it's hard to convince yourself that these orphans in these underdeveloped countries don't need you to win. 
So a lot of times I felt like retiring. To be honest, in the last 18 years, there were many, many times I thought, well, I've got enough. I'm tired. I've been working a lot of days. I got a family of my own. I, I, I convince myself that I've done enough. And then I think about the kids. I, I, you know, I think about these kids out here that some of them have special needs and they don't know how to take care of special needs kids. There's kids out here that just don't have parents, that don't have love in their life. And I, and I think, you know, I can't give up. I got to keep going because these kids' lives depend on it. Their futures depend on it. And so I think it makes me a lot of who I am today. I don't think I'm better than anyone else. I believe everyone has within their heart a desire to help other people. The challenge is they don't know how to. Uh, They don't know what steps to take. They don't know if they should just write a check to something or they should actually go do something. And I would tell you, you should do both. But I would tell you, not knowing what to do doesn't mean you shouldn't do anything. I think everyone ought to do something for someone else maybe something that you personally won't be rewarded for and just see how it feels. You know, I remember back when I made my first $100,000 in my life, I was 25 years old. I made six figures for the first time in my life. And the first thing that I thought to do was to go buy my mom a new car. Now, my mom was divorced and my parents had fought about money and she always had a junky car. I remember that and it broke down a lot in the wintertime. And I Man, I promised her when I was eight years old that I'd get her a new car someday. And I don't know why, but as soon as I got over the excitement of making 100000 in a year for the first time, my mind immediately went back to the promise that I made to my mom. And believe it or not, I went and bought her a new car. And something happened that day. Like I felt more gratification and more fulfillment buying my mom that new car than I did making the $100,000 that year. And... That's when I started to realize that giving feels better than getting. And it changed my fiber, my moral fiber from the inside out. Who I am has been different ever since. Now, don't get me wrong. I still want to become a billionaire in my lifetime. I still want to change the world. And I believe that these things are going to happen in my lifetime But I've been a giver ever since, and I just can't do enough, and I can't give enough because I can't get enough of that satisfaction that comes with it. And I challenge you, if you're listening to this podcast right now, what I challenge you to do is try it out. Give it a little try. Do something for someone else and see how it feels. I believe it'll bring you a degree of fulfillment that getting stuff won't ever bring you. And you may just find out that you're a philanthropist too. And of course, when you decide you want to be a philanthropist, everyone may have their own cause out there. But if you don't have a cause, I'm going to ask you to join my cause. I'm going to ask you to go on to allforone.org, A-L-L-F-O-R-O-N-E.org, and look at it. Look what we're doing and see if you want to be part of what we're doing. We are changing the world. I believe that generationally, We can change a lot of these countries and make them better. I think we can educate this at-risk population and help them survive and then maybe come back and emancipate their countries and and change it forever and uh, change change the world. You know, everyone should have a change the world plan. Just somehow, some way. And uh, if you don't have one, I invite you to be part of mine. And let's go do it together because it's a team effort. There's no way one person can do it. But if 
all of us come together for one great cause, we can change the world. And that's why I invite you to be part of All for One. Thanks for listening to this podcast and to look forward to meeting you in person soon. Thank you.